whenever there are these discussions on, hey, I think I have a terrible boss, it's worthwhile to take a step back and say, why are they terrible? Is this really a situation of a bad boss? Mm -hmm. Or is it just pure and simple clash of working styles? Welcome to Small Talk with Raincraft. I'm Subha, a leadership and executive coach. And I'm Hasita, a marketing strategist. We're just two people who love to talk and love to learn. And this is us being curious about the world around us. Join us. Subham, I'm actually struggling with a certain client of mine. Uh, before you say what's new, <laughs> I'm <gonna> stop <laughs> you right there. Because here the struggle is, I feel like sometimes this person and I are very different individuals and somehow what I'm saying and what's go- going through is just, you know, completely Greek and Latin and I'm really struggling because I want to do the work but somewhere I don't feel like doing it with this person. Mm. Am I just stuck in some kind of a bad workplace relationship or is there any way to salvage this? Because like I said, I really want to do the work but the person is becoming a bit of an issue. Mm. That's, uh, I think, a very common workplace dilemma and... Uh, you have a bit of an advantage that they're a client, so you can actually (laughs) choose to leave the relationship. But so many people struggle with a bad boss. Yeah. And in which case, you're in a way stuck. Like either you have to move to a different role or the boss has to, you know, get promoted. You have to actually wish them well. (laughs) They have to move move on. (laughs) So that they get away from you. Yeah. Uh, Or, you know, you have to actually leave because of that individual, which hopefully should be the the last resort, especially if you're in an otherwise good place doing good work. So yeah, definitely. Let's spend some time talking about what to do when you have difficult workplace relationships, especially a boss or a client who has that little bit of authority over you in a way. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you know, finally, your outcome is dependent on their cooperation to a large extent, right? Um, And that's true of client-side bosses, finally. That's what it is. Uh, Yes, being noticed, being appreciated for what you're putting in is is a huge factor. But finally, for you to do your job well, you need to collaborate. You need to interact with them. And I think for me, especially in this context, the problem is that I want to get things done. I really like to move. But sometimes I feel like I'm not being allowed to do that Mm. because I'm spending so much time deliberating over things that... I wouldn't say they're obvious. I see the contribution that they are kind of making to the process. But sometimes I feel like all we are doing is talking and it doesn't really agree with me. Yeah. No, you know, so many stories of uh, bosses that uh, call you into their cabin and then just talk endlessly. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) then you have to go back and do the real work and you really got nothing out of that uh, meeting or that interaction. I I hear that so often, unfortunately. But that's a good place to start. Because it comes down to something very fundamental or core to each of us, which is what are our workplace behavior patterns? Yeah, yeah. And uh, that differs so much from individual to individual. The the way we work or uh, how we like to get things done or how you're given a task or you're given a project, how do you really attack it? Mm. Uh, what What is the ways in which you process information or learning or uh, execution, you know, there's just such a variety there. Interestingly, that kind of boils down to about five behavior types. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's an exercise that I like to do with senior leaders who are figuring out how to manage their teams better. 
is to first gain self-awareness about how you are at the workplace. Mm. Right? And it's a simple inventory called drivers. And it, it tells you, am I somebody who likes to hurry up through things? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all know that to be true. Right. So, for example, somebody who is always moving from one task to the other and is trying to fit 20 things into a day. Or am I somebody who's looking for perfection in everything mm. that I do? So, um, you know, such folks struggle to get out that first draft because it's it's never good enough. Yeah. Right. Uh, or am I uh, somebody who's extremely, who finds it extremely difficult to ask for help, right? I feel like I should be the strong one. Yeah. Uh, I should be the one who knows all the answers. Mm -hmm. uh, and I shouldn't need to ask somebody else for help. And so it takes me maybe longer or I, I don't give the best uh, output. Uh, or am I someone who's always just trying? Like, hey, maybe if I just try it in one other way, it'll be better. Mm. Uh, maybe if I try it that way and this way, and then I'll, you know, one of these ways will be the best. So I'm yeah. I'm not really closing the loop because yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm forever trying. And the fifth one is those who are just trying to please others and putting themselves last. So even if you do a good job, maybe it's just taken everything out of you because mm. you've done it uh, from a, the angle of just being making sure that others are taken care yeah, of yeah. and you've kind of forgotten about yourself. So whenever there's these discussions on, hey, I think I have a terrible boss, um, it's worthwhile to take a step back and say, why is he or she, why are they terrible? Because there's a difference between uh, a bad boss and a toxic boss uh, or colleague or peer or whatever. But, you know, spending some time to first think about, is this really a situation of a bad boss? Mm -hmm. Or is it just pure and simple clash of working styles? No, you're right. I think uh, in, in my infinite wisdom gained over uh, having grown up, which I think we all do, I've also come to realize finally that there is value in each of these five personalities that you've discussed. Mm -hmm. Like I tend very heavily towards execution. I'm a doer of things. Uh, but... I see the benefit of somebody who tempers that through the trying of things or through wanting things to be perfect. And I think especially in this use case, that's what, uh, and it's so clear to me now, is that the other person uh, that I'm trying to kind of work with is a trying individual. Mm. In the sense that they like to try multiple things and see what clicks. So somewhere I feel like already I'm so, uh, you know, paranoid about finishing things. And then that onus of finishing it has now been doubled mm. because I have to hold myself accountable and I have to hold somebody else accountable as yeah. well. And somewhere, you know, we schedule these calls and one hour turns into one and a half hour and I see my energy dipping. Every two minutes, I'm just trying to finish that Zoom call and move on. And I have to limit it to once a week. And it just yeah. seems like a lot of, you know, um, pressure on my time and resources. Yeah. No, the, the working style clash is very real. I, I uh, had a coachy once who, you know, felt like they just weren't being seen or heard by their boss. Mm. Uh, so he used to say that, I think, and it was also coupled with the complexity of uh, he being here and the boss being on site or overseas. Mm. And, you know, it's just always being uh, tele telephone conversations. So this was before... Zoom became such a big thing that you kind of at least could see each other and see some bit of yeah. body language. Um, but uh, he he used to say that you know, every time I go for a review meeting and we are different business heads, we are giving our reviews and she just doesn't seem to be listening mm. or 
you know she just uh, or maybe she doesn't like what i'm saying or how i'm saying it but i feel like i have so much to say and i've gone prepared and i've got this long list and i'm you know going at it one by one and she's just in such a hurry yeah and yeah. that was a huge sign right that, that she's not in this conversation for the details mm-hmm, right if you look mm-hmm. at it from her point of view she's yeah. got five business heads and she's got 45 minutes and she needs that literally needs the executive summary yeah right and uh, so maybe it would serve you well to say hey these are the five things that i want to quickly give you updates on 1 2 3 4 5 and i'll i'll uh, follow it up with a slightly more detailed email yeah uh, and he just tried that and he said i stopped getting anxious on those calls and i used to you know I, i realized my voice and my tone everything used to fall after the first couple of minutes because my i was telling myself she doesn't like you she's not listening <laughs> yeah, to you know, it's very easy to take it personally right yeah, yeah yeah so that that's very important you know just spend a little time trying to understand who you are and who that boss or colleague is mm. uh, and we, we all have our patterns they've they've set yeah uh, it's not going to change overnight like yeah. uh, just because she finds that there's a there's a team member who wants to give her a ton of detail it's not going to change how she listens right yeah and that's where yeah i mean finally net net adaptability the fact is that if the call is taking one and a half hour then the onus is also on me to say hey today we will be discussing one two three correct uh and four five six can probably be so you decide what are the and i think sometimes we've spoken about this in managing the manager also right like sometimes i think we are deferring to that persona of someone who's trying to please the other individual first of all fair enough it's completely a natural reaction and also therefore looking to them for feedback on how we should be behaving or what we should be doing right. but maybe it's really about the work output itself right and how do i package it so to speak yeah no and uh, like you said reading the room itself is a huge skill right yeah. um what is the other person's motivation for being in that conversation whether they are a client or whether they are even a team member or a subordinate uh, try and constantly keep an eye on why are they in that conversation uh, have they mentally exited why how mm. do i bring them back yeah. uh, for example you may be you may have called your team members to have a very exploratory kind of brainstorming kind of discussion and if you haven't communicated that clearly for your team member it could be like hey this you know on a on a thursday evening i'm in this room shooting out random ideas and this could go on forever <laughs> and this boss of mine has no clue what he or she wants and why am i always stuck with such people and you know they <laughs> you're not even yeah. getting their best output because they've tuned out they feel this has no purpose so really making sure that you read the room and you are able to communicate that hey guys this is why we're here and this is my agenda and there'll be some other meetings where i'm going to be very very uh, focused on status updates execution where yeah. are we and it's going to be very database driven etc um i think that's important that you kind of figure out each other's motivation yeah so yeah. so that yes they you know every client every boss every colleague will have bad moments yeah but what are their but patterns and where do i also need to make that little bit of a change and sometimes it helps calling it out to the other person also yeah. that hey yeah. i work this way yeah right or even just to say i have a longer update today yeah and yeah. therefore i need you to correct be there for me correct. or you know the update that i have is not something i managed to figure out on my own therefore i need you to be yeah 
involved right because net net that's what right you want to find that synergy i mean most of us we like the work we do sometimes it's just about finding that rhythm uh, or sometimes we like the other people we work with and it could just be a you know quantum of one or two people with whom you are kind of trying to figure that rhythm out but i also want to talk to you about uh, bad peers or team members and i think mo- for most of us that quantifies as people who are constantly one upping uh, you for the express purpose of being seen as the better individual right it's not a competence thing but it's more of a games mm. that people play in the context of professional work so how do you you know especially if it's a new system and you've just found yourself there and somebody else is taking credit for your work is that bad or is that toxic and how do you kind of get out of those loops no that's uh, i think very real in this competitive environment where uh, you know you you don't want to be the person holding any kind of pink piece of paper and you're making yeah. sure that the system uh, knows what you're doing and how much effort and work you've put in but what i like about the generation at work that i'm seeing now is that more and more uh, individuals are feeling empowered to call it out mm-hmm. and i think that's very important that's something that we didn't do so much Uh, yeah. in the workplace 10 15 years back where we said hey the boss is the authority or someone who is senior to me by age that was a huge way to set the hierarchy mm-hmm. right today the founder is probably 10 years younger than you <laughs> yeah so, and it just makes it that much more complicated as well right yeah yeah so you have to say okay i'm not going to take this personally and i'm not going to hence be the bad employee mm-hmm. because the environment is not supporting me but to assess the situation and have very simple clear conversations with the people involved right yeah. think it through structure it don't rush into it with uh, a hot head like don't rush into it in that moment where you feel slighted or where you feel betrayed or you feel like you know they needed to share the credit but they didn't but plan for it call for that conversation that mm-hmm. hey i'd like to you know just have 10 minutes of your time to talk about what happened in the meeting yeah. last week right and think through what you want to say what is the problem you're going to present uh, what do you see some options yeah. for the two yeah. of you uh, and f- also keep some space for emotions you are a person yeah. i was right? just going to say that because it's so hard to be not be hot headed in situations <laughs> like this right because you did this how dare you not and i know that's the feeling that we are kind of trying to get out yeah. but maybe that's not the most productive but yeah correct so then keep space for those emotions by trying to think through how am i going to articulate this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so to say hey when that happened i felt very hurt yeah i didn't expect it from you I thought we had the understanding that you know we both work so uh, try and articulate it at, as best yeah. that you can um, and it will get emotional at some point so you know walk away when that happens but plan for that conversation and call it out because i think we don't need to stick to unnecessary hierarchies or unnecessary feelings of obligation that hey that person was in this company before me and hence mm-hmm. this or uh, you know they're a, they're a client from heaven and hence i have to yeah. put up with xyz etc sometimes that just clears the air yeah yeah and they're like oh i didn't realize i was doing that or or maybe it may just stop repeating the next time correct, around because correct. the awareness has kind of you know made its way i do also want to talk to you about uh, the toxicity that we mm. spoke earlier and and this is coming from a very uh, sort of real world space of having heard stories of people who felt uh, you know physically even abused in the context of a workplace uh, there are people who felt like they are constantly criticized for mistakes that they didn't make 
uh, where do you really know which is which right mm-hmm. because sure i mean if it's just a bad working relationship uh, maybe there's hope but if it's you know affecting your confidence and if it's affecting who you are and the kind of work you put out there then that's a real problem right very true i think you should not need to uh, shove it under the carpet of hey that person is having a difficult day and i have to put yeah. up with it i mean that can't be the pattern again and again right so if you feel that you are being bullied if you feel that you're always the target in in a group setting right um and if you feel that the other person is always using you know undermining you in their words it yeah. hey, i bet you didn't figure it out or i bet you haven't hit your numbers yeah. or uh, you know i bet you're lagging behind and th- you know that kind of um, really truly being the bully in the room yeah then first i think acknowledge that it's okay to feel that way mm. um, such people are real unfortunately <laughs> and then go about saying okay is it something that i can even attempt to solve speak to a couple of trusted coworkers and say hey do you feel this way or have you seen what happens when others bring yeah. this up is it okay is it safe to have a conversation yeah. with this individual sometimes about sometimes even it? the slights and asides that get thrown will give mm-hmm. us so much context right oh the monster's coming ah, right? <laughs> so yeah. the nicknames <laughs> for the boss are yeah, yeah. <laughs> quite indicative of, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right um, you know if uh, and if, after you have those conversations with people you trust and and then you'd make a genuine attempt to have a professional conversation with that individual also mm-hmm. if you're able to and say hey i don't like how i'm talked to in yeah. meetings or i'd like to know where that's coming from yeah what have i done to get that kind of a treatment and if that also doesn't meet with a positive response or you see that they're retaliating even more um then it's time to make some hard calls yeah, yeah. because i don't think anyone should put themselves through that kind of yeah. a work environment So no matter what that takes a toll on your professional life and your personal life yeah, yeah. and you uh, when when it becomes dysfunctional where that's kind of all that you're thinking about and you don't want to get up and go to work and you don't want to be in the same room as that person and you uh, just don't want to do anything for them then it's really time to reevaluate yeah why am i here it's never easy like you said no. but i think we all at some point do encounter people either you know in proximity or via somebody else and what what do you do right finally you have to preserve your own sanity and that's what yeah. it really comes yeah. down to but yeah i think in all other use cases uh, definitely it's it's worth asking what else can i probably try mm. before i no it? definitely i think there um you know there is there is merit in investing a little bit of effort in trying to fix the situation yeah. uh, and to see if sometimes maybe it's just a huge misunderstanding or you've not understood each other yeah yeah rather yeah. than a misunderstanding maybe you've just not understood each other's styles preferences and yeah. uh, maybe nobody's ever called them out also you may have gone into the system wanting one thing like you expected to be mentored mm. but that's not happening or you mm. think it's not happening because of it not happening actively yeah. so some of those expectations i mean we may not have called them out but they exist right Correct. i came into this because i wanted to learn and no one's teaching me yeah so those expectations have to Correct. be met and managed and there's a lot of power in um, conversation mm-hmm. right so if you can uh, when you're not feeling extremely emotionally charged if you can plan for and at least attempt to have a good structured conversation now if that also fails very badly mm-hmm. then you know that okay i have to think about alternatives in yeah. a 
No, I'm taking away a lot, and I think it's time to uh, consider certain healthy boundaries around yeah. my time and like the person that I'm working with because I know they are also finally trying to work towards the same goal that I am. Right, and as long as that's the case, I think other stuff I still feel like can be worked out. So thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's just about calling it out, right? Saying, "Hey, I'm coming into this as your equal." Yeah, yeah. Right. I I understand that you've hired me and you've engaged me as a professional to do something but i in my mind i'm coming into this as an equal and yeah. i'd like to see that yeah, yeah. in our uh, in, in our engagement and in our interactions and uh, maybe it'll just put them in their place <laughs> maybe <laughs> good luck waiting to hear how that goes yeah me too i'm also eager to find out <laughs> and wishing all of you with not so great colleagues bosses working relationships uh, hope you can sort it out too with some of the tips we've talked about today Thanks and bye. Hey small talkers, thank you for listening till the very end. We love bringing these episodes to you and we hope you enjoy them too. Please do drop in your comments, likes, shares, reviews, whatever you can do on the platform that you're on to help us reach a larger and larger audience and that would really make our day. You can find out more about today's guest or today's episode in the show notes. All the details and how you can find us on social media is right there. Thank you and see you next time. Bye.